0: Love Talk Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg. Um, We'll be joined later by Chris Herzog. For the next two hours, we're here to um, take your prayer request, to pray for you, to intercede on behalf of the nations of the world, and to praise, glorify, and honor The Lord Jesus Christ, our call in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. Um, If you can't make it to a phone, you can always email us at prayerinternational at com. Uh, So, Father, Lord, we gather together in your name. According to your words, you said, if two or more of us are gathered together, in your name that you are there in the midst, Lord. You said to seek and we would find. Knock and the door would be open, Father. And so, Lord, we dedicate these next two hours, Father, to seeking your face, Lord. To hearing your voice, Father. To determining your will for our lives, Lord, and the lives of our nations. Father, we turn over complete and total control holy spirit of this broadcast to you holy spirit have your way tonight in this broadcast father in the lives of the listeners who are spread out from corner of the earth to the next corner of the earth lord father we ask that you would be glorified that you would be magnified that the name of jesus christ would be exalted tonight father Through your word, through signs and wonders, through miracles, Lord, through deliverances, Father, through healings, Father. Lord, establish your word in our lives and in our hearts, Father. Transform us into your image, Lord. Transform our hearts, Lord, and mold us and shape us, Father. Make us willing vessels for you, Lord. That you could have your way in us, Lord, and in our lives, Father. Give us discernment, Father, that we could clearly hear your voice, Father. Remove any kind of blinders from our eyes and from our ears, Lord. Anything that would prevent us from drawing closer into our relationship with you, Father. You said that if we would draw near to you, you would draw near to us, Lord. Father, and, ser- and we take that seriously, Lord, for... We desire to know you, Lord. We desire to come into your presence. Your word declares that we should we can come boldly to the throne of grace in which we are, are accepted in a time of need, Father. You said that the veil and the wall of separation between you and us has been ripped away, Father, and that we have free and open access into your presence, Lord. And so, Father, we joyfully come before you. In spirit and in truth, Lord, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb. Holy is the Lamb. Holy is the Lamb of God, who was slain from the foundation of the earth. Lord, we ask that you would establish yourself in our lives, Father, in our cities, Father, in our nations, in our continents, Lord, that your name would be magnified and exalted, Father. Lord, through the preaching of your word, Father, through miracles, Lord, Father, that your hand would be known, Father, in the hearts of the men and women of God, Lord, who have placed their trust in you, Father. Your word declares that we who come to you must first believe that you are, and that we must also believe, Lord, that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, Father. And so tonight we choose to take a step of faith, Father, and not just one step, but constantly stepping in faith, Father. That we can walk worthy of the calling in which we were called, Father. We lay aside the things of the past, Father. Even from the moments before this broadcast, we lay everything aside, Lord. Looking forward, looking ahead, pressing for the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, Father. Pressing forward that we may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus our Lord has already laid hold upon us, Father. (sighs) Be glorified, Father in this broadcast, Lord, and in these listeners' lives, Lord. Father, we pray that whatever need they may have tonight, Lord, your word declares that you already know what we need before we ask it, but we should seek your kingdom first, and all the things are to be added unto us, Lord. So I pray you would give us believing hearts, Lord. Help our disbelief and our unbelief, Father. You said that your grace is sufficient and your strength is made perfect in our weakness, Lord. In any areas that we are lacking faith and trust and believe in you, Father, please help us, Lord. And, Father, every person who needs healed tonight, Lord, I pray that even where they're sitting, Father, whether at work or whether they're at home or at the bus station, it doesn't matter, Father. Lord, that you would touch them with your Holy Spirit right now, Father. That you would confirm your word in them, Lord. Confirm your word in their lives, Father. You said that by your stripes we are healed, Father. So even for the people in the hospital beds, Lord, we we pray, Father, and come into agreement with you for complete and total healing upon them, Lord. Every muscle, every bone, every organ, completely and totally restored in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we rebuke the enemy who would devour the children of God, and we command the enemy to flee and say that you have no right to attack children of God. Father, we lay our lives before you tonight, Father. We present ourselves as living sacrifices to you, Father. Your word declares that we are being built up together for a dwelling place of your Holy Spirit, Father. Lord, and so we ask that you would make us that pure and spotless bride. Worthy for a king, Lord. And as we look for your return, Lord Jesus, not wanting you to tarry, but in some ways we do, just as your word declares that you are long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Father, we ask even tonight, Lord, that you would raise up men and women and children of God, Lord, raise up harvesters, Father, raise up laborers to go into the fields and into the nations, proclaiming the word of the gospel to the nations, Father, that not one soul would be lost, Father. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. So, um... We have a chat room open right now, we have um, J.C. Overcomer in there, really, really anointed minister of the gospel, our good friend Matt Redman, um, missionary evangelist on the air. If you need prayer for something, get in there too. Um, Honestly, I have no idea where we're going to go with this tonight and what the Lord, the Holy Spirit's going to do, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um... Uh, we'll see. Um, I know Chris is gonna. Chris is on a, the Book of Amos, and he's gonna be getting into that. So I don't want to step in too much on that. You know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> the, the Amos says one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says that the Lord God does nothing unless he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. Nothing. It's pretty um, strong wording that the Bible uses to say that, wow, um, that's pretty early. And um just noticing that Chris has already got on the air. Um, but, um, you know, it says, the Lord God does nothing unless he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. And the question is who are those servants If not those who are Waiting and listening and Watching and being prepared Waiting for the return of their Master waiting to see what he will say um, It says in a um Let me turn there if I can find it um, you know, um, we, we talk a lot About um, hearing the voice of God And intimacy with the Lord And spending time with the Lord and it's not so that we or anybody else could be super amazing Christians That we could um, be anything more than anything that we're not um, Because in the long run we're all sinners bought and paid for With the price of the blood of Jesus Christ Declared righteous before the Father through the blood of Jesus um, The word declares that he has forever perfected those who are being sanctified um, And we like all men um Are Nothing more than that We are the redeemed Children of the Lord Every one of us We will stand before the Father On the last day We will all stand before him And the only thing declaring us holy And righteous And worthy to be in his presence Will be the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ Uh, It says in Ephesians It's not by works It says um, For by grace you have been saved Through faith It's not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Um, And so we completely and totally rely on the excellence of the grace and the mercy of the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. Every day, um, every minute, every breath is because of him. The word says that by him all things exist and consist. Everything, Um, every breath we take is... Because of his grace and it's because of his Mercy Um, But when we talk about um, Standing Before this father becoming intercessors, Standing in the gap all it takes Is men and women of God who are willing to Live their lives in such A manner as to consult him To stand before him Realizing that the Way into the presence Of the living God has already Been made through the Lord Jesus Christ there's nothing you have to do but to walk in Into his presence And you know that scares some people To walk into the presence of the living God But you know the blood of Jesus Declares that we're righteous Declares that we're holy Declares that we are accepted It says we're no longer strangers and foreigners But fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God Having been built on the foundation Of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself Being the chief cornerstone we have full access to the Father Everybody um, From the youngest Christian To the oldest We all have the same access Through the Holy Spirit um, Through the blood of Jesus To the Father And you know it says um, In it says, um In chapter 2 it says I will stand my watch I actually found a back it, So I can read it now It says I will stand my watch And set myself on the rampart And watch to see what he will say to me And I will answer when I am corrected Then the Lord answered me and said Write the vision and make it plain on tablets That he may run who reads it For the vision is yet for an appointed time But at the end it will not speak And it will not lie Though it tarries, wait for it Because it will surely come It will not tarry You know the Lord from the beginning um, If you search the scriptures from the beginning Has always been looking for those men and women Who are willing to stand before him To take their watch To take their position almost If you um, ever watch movies um, I remember I was watching um, With my children um, Lord of the Rings And there's a scene where there's a castle And there's about to be An attack of the enemy And luckily we know the word of God declares That when the enemy comes in like a flood The Lord will raise up A standard against him And you know the Lord is our wall He's our fortress Our exceedingly strong tower And I remember Um watching this movie and seeing these men who were standing up on the wall watching for the enemy just watching to see um and you know there's um i remember when i was at ihop or and not ihop i know they have it at ihop but at cars of the nations um we used to have night watches uh 24 hours a day seven days a week we'd all get two hours um it was a horrible two hours. It was amazing and horrible because back then I wasn't used to staying up in the middle of the night to do anything, let alone to pray and try to seek the Lord. But there's an amazing place of authority that you enter into when you set yourself before the Lord. And you don't have to have anybody, any minister, any anybody to tell you that you have the right to do that. The very fact that you are a child of the living King, the very fact you are a son and daughter, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. And, you know, the Word itself declares we have open access to the Father. And all you have to do is walk in and stand there, and stand before Him and make your request known. The Bible says that if we know He hears us, we know that we have the petitions which we ask. And every single person who's listening to this broadcast has the ability to stand before the Father and intercede on behalf of the nations and make changes in the spiritual realm that will affect the natural realm. Someone once said that no revival or no major move of God has ever happened without first having the men and women of God who have paved the way on their knees, who have interceded night and day, calling. For the Father to intercede in situations and to bring revival and to bring His presence and to bring the rain of washing and renewal. And, you know, even from the beginning, um, even the children of Israel were crying out to the Lord day and night for the Lord to deliver them. And even in these times that are growing slowly, slowly, darkly, and actually it's a lot faster than some of us would like to think about And I, w- I would love to sit up here And get on the broadcast And tell you everything is going to be Right and wonderful And to say that We're all going to have like, Peace and harmony And all that other stuff That men and women talk about But th- the fact is it's not true And the fact is it's not going to happen And the fact is It's never going to be pleasant Jesus flat out said They're going to persecute you It'll come to the point When they think if they kill you They're doing God's service And You know The reason that Jesus said That a city that is settled on the hill Cannot be hidden Is because when it is exceedingly dark The only hope Is the light And it's the safety That people run into And that And the end times will be the Word of God. It'll be the men and women and the children of God. It'll be the anointed of the Lord who point the way, saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. And declare the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in a wicked and perverse generation. The Bible says, just as a time of Moses, as a time of um, Noah, will it be in the last day? And, you know, people are slowly it's slowly getting to be like that and it and it already is. And you know, this is an Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. Nothing changes. It's always the same thing over and over again, the same as it was back then, the same it is now. Um, where the abs- the knowledge of God is being pushed far out of society. But, you know, that they're gonna do it and there's no way that we can prevent it by our own measure, by our own strength, by our own actions. It's not our job to change the course of the world. It's our job to change the course of the human souls. It's our job to intercede before the Father. Because it says the goodness of God leads men to repentance. And we could preach a million good messages, but those who are, in, who are set in their ways and have turned their backs on the Lord Jesus Christ and refuse to hear sound knowledge and sound judgment and have done all of that, Um, You know, the Bible says, let him who is going to be wicked, be wicked still. Him who is going to be righteous, be righteous still. Um, And our job isn't to change the world. Our job is to seek out those who have been lost, to find those lost sheep, to find those men and women of God who are hungry and thirsty for the Lord Jesus Christ, for those who have never had the knowledge of the Lord. You know, um, there's a quote we often have on our website. It says, and I, I don't remember the person who said it at the moment, but he said, um, no Christian has the right to hear the gospel twice when there are so many people out there who have never heard it once. Um, for, And I know Matt could probably testify to this um, in his trips, I think it was to Pakistan. But he, there are still people out there who have never heard the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we hear it every day on blog talk radio or through whatever we're listening to. We constantly are immersed in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus so much that most of us at some point now do start taking it for granted. And But in some parts of the world, the name of the Lord is a rare commodity. And it's the most valuable commodity because it's... The only name by which men must be can be saved And it's the one thing they need the most Well, the Bible says how will they hear if no one tells them And how will the people who tell them go if they're not sent And, you know, it comes down to how will anything happen If there's not people who are willing to stand before the Father To take their watch and to stand and to intercede on behalf of these nations You know, Jesus himself said to pray to the Lord of the harvest, that he would send laborers out into his harvest. He said, the fields are white, not, not 20 years from now. It's not that there is some big, amazing harvest coming in the last times. We are standing in the midst of the harvest right now. And ever since the day that his foot left the earth and ascended to the Father in glory... And sit at the right hand of the Father. Ever since then, we've been standing in the ensign harvest, and we're still in the ensign harvest, and we'll be in the ensign harvest until his return. But we need laborers. We need people who are not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need people who are not afraid of what the enemy says, who are not afraid of what the world said, who are not willing to be deceived by the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Those men and women of God who have counted their lives as not their own, but, but belonging to the Lord Jesus Christ, understanding that their lives are not theirs because they've been bought with a precious price, knowing that the old man is dead and everything is dead, and that we are new creations, it says, consider yourself to be dead and do descend but alive to God. Through Christ Jesus, present yourselves as living sacrifices, which is what we are. We are his workmanship. We are his vessels. We are his anointed children, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I think I got that right. Ambassadors of reconciliation, reconciling the world to God. It's our first and only purpose to be here on this earth at the moment outside of enjoying the presence of the Lord and having a relationship with Him. And the outpouring of our relationship with Him should be the compassion for the world and the compassion for His children. Because you can't have a relationship with the Lord. You can't be in love with the Lord without having compassion for the lost because it's a natural result. Because that's what Jesus was like. And that's what you become when you're in His presence. And when you're hearing from home. Anyway, this is Prairie International Radio Our call in number 619-638-8458 We're going to take a really quick break And we'll be right back
1: how good he is where you're at just lift it up thank you God we celebrate you today.
0: Six thirty-eight, eight four five eight. If you need um, prayer for something, please give us a call, and we're definitely here to intercede for you. Um, I was just thinking about the um, people who were calling in yesterday, getting prayer. Um, I was hoping they would. Um, there she is, is hoping for an update, and well, I didn't even notice that she, she just logged in. Um, you know we I'm trying to think of the best way to actually say this and um you know after that scripture I was reading in Habakkuk the very um next verse um and look, I lost it And I probably would never be able to find it back again um, Even though my Bible has all the letters And everything else um oh, there there is um, For the very next scripture Because um, it says um, It talks about The vision is yet for an appointed time And then in verse 4 Behold the crowd, his soul is not upright in him But the just shall live By his faith If you never knew where that scripture was That's where it's at Back at 2 4, the just shall live by faith. And, you know, it's a big part of intercession. It's a big part of um, standing in the gap. Um, it's easy to say the Lord God does nothing unless he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. And it sounds really cool to say it. But, this, like James said, there comes a time, and I'm paraphrasing James here, but. There comes a time when you've got to step out of what you read and actually start living it, where you start modeling your life after the Scripture and letting the Scripture take over your life because it's where the real anointing is. It's where the real change is. You know, it says we carry about the fragrance of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible just doesn't say things. God never just says things. He says, "My word will not return to me void, but it will accomplish that for which I sent it." And from the start to finish, He's been trying to get it into our heads to believe Him, to trust Him, to take Him at His word. The just shall live by faith. You know, Smith Wigglesworth said he wasn't a famous um, evangelist missionary. He said he wasn't moved by what he saw or by what he heard or what he felt. He was only moved by what he believes. And though the wars rage and the um, battle goes on all around us, and you know we're not fighting against flesh and blood, against, but against principalities and powers, and the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places, as it says in Ephesians. But you know there's a verse in the Old Testament where Elijah, I think it was Elijah, was with this man, and the armies of the enemy were coming forth to attack them, and Elijah prayed that the Lord would open this young man's eyes, and when he opened his eyes, he could look around and he could see on the mountains the host of the armies of heaven were surrounding them for their protection. And, you know, while the enemy is out there raging and fighting and warring and striping and everything else, I don't know if striping is a word, but while the enemy is out there doing what the enemy is going to do, trying to make war against the kingdom of God, he will not prevail. And it doesn't matter how many enemies are out there. It doesn't matter if it's just you or... Because it's never going to be just you, because Jesus told Elijah, I have reserved for myself thousands who have not bowed their knee. And from one corner of the church to the other, there's men and women of God who are on their knees before the Father, interceding and praying, and joining together, becoming the bride of Christ, becoming the church that the Father had intended, those who are going to seek his face and not his hand. But you know when it says the just will live by faith, it means it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what the battle looks like. All that matters is that you stand in front of the army and you boldly proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like for you tonight. It
2: doesn't
0: matter. What the doctors say It's irrelevant at this moment Because we serve The king of kings and the lord of lords And his name is Jesus And we believe his word And we take his word at face value Because he is the creator Of everything All things exist and consist because of him. And there comes a point about taking him at his word and living by faith and taking the word of God and acting upon it and letting your actions line up with his word. You know, I've. Um, some people ask, why doesn't everybody get healed? And um, I would love to have some nice theological answer for you, but the truth is, I really don't know. Um, he does, though. But it's never been our job through Scripture to interpret the way the Father does things or to correct Him. Um, who is man that we could correct Him or question Him? question his motives or his intentions for anything especially when we know his heart is for the salvation of the world but as he said that he desires obedience and not sacrifice which means you know i heard someone say once and it sounded weird at first and it took me a while to understand um But his minister, someone asked him, well, what happens if you pray for someone to get healed and they drop down dead? And he said, well, then I just move on to the next person. Because, you see, it was never our intention to have, to try to generate some type of anointing because it's already there. And it's not your anointing, it's his. When you lay hands on someone and... You come into agreement with the Lord Jesus Christ upon His Word. That's about Him. At that moment, you've done everything that you need to do. You've taken a step of faith. You're walking in faith. You're believing His Word. You're standing upon His Word and you're acting upon His Word. And then you're letting the glory of the Lord Shine and come through And you're letting his presence do the rest You're letting him do everything else And you're trusting upon him To do everything You know, I've Had the amazing Privilege and honor in my life To be in hospital rooms And to pray for people Who have um, Been dying and more than once I've um, had the opportunity where the Lord asked me to go pray for someone. And um, and then I was able to see them within a couple days um, leave their hospital beds. Um, and I always thought that, because I know people do get healed immediately, and I've seen people get healed immediately, but usually with the big things. Um, I've never seen like happened right then, it's always been a couple of days later when I've left. Or and I always figured it's so the Lord was being gracious to me that I wouldn't get a big head. And which is true, because anybody could can walk in and pray for someone and have a miracle happen. It doesn't matter if it's someone who just accepted the Lord five minutes ago. Um, I think Chris um could probably tell you an amazing story. Um and I'll probably slaughter this story and tell it really badly, but Chris was on the phone um, through Skype overseas and he prayed for someone and the person had not been saved long and had a friend or something who was in the hospital dying and Chris just told him to raise his hands and he got filled with the Holy Spirit over the phone in a different country and then immediately went and laid hands on his friend in the hospital and his friend got healed because it's not about us. It's not about how good we are at doing anything. It's just about those who are willing to do something, period. The Lord doesn't expect a lot, except for your heart. And once He has your heart, your actions will follow. You know, He said, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will speak. So if you place Him first in your heart, And you set him in your heart and you declare that he is going to be your all in all. You declare that every breath is for him. Your actions will soon follow. And you'll start seeing your actions line up with the faith, with your faith. And your actions and your faith will start lining up with what you claim you believe. But, you know, um, like it says in and I will stand my watch and wait and listen and hear what he will say to me. And what we need are men and women of God who are willing to stand their watch and to wait to hear what the Lord will say. Because there's way too many people out there speaking for him and not giving him the opportunity to speak. And there's many people out there who are just afraid to go before him. You know, I, I would, and this is going to sound really bad, just to let you know, but I would much rather that not a single person ever listened to this broadcast again and that every single one of you spent the hour in his presence. And that sounds really horrible. Um, But I feel the same way about, about everything. I think that you can gain more revelation, more change in your situations. You can see more manifestations of his presence in your family and in your life, and in your work, and every other situation. You can get more insight in a few minutes of sitting in the presence of the living God than by listening to every tape and every ministry and every sermon that was ever preached from the beginning of time till the end. Because, you know, we say this a lot, the same Holy Spirit. That right Christ Jesus from the dead Dwells in us And you know Jesus said The same Spirit He said however when he The spirit of truth has come he will guide you Into all truth And later on he said That you don't need anybody to teach you. For the same Spirit that fills so in, you will teach you concerning all things. You know, if you need an answer from the Word of God, then the Holy Spirit is the teacher that you should be going to, because He will reveal the Word of God to you in such a way that you couldn't possibly understand it. It's one thing to, you know, here's what it says. Um, First John chapter two, verse twenty it says But you being all of you, being all of us, being everybody, have an anointing from the Holy One and you nope, that's not it. All right, hold on. Never mind, I screwed that whole scripture up. Uh I right, I don't know where it's at. Anyway, but it says <laughs> the same the spirit will teach you concerning all things. Um, if anybody knows the scripture, just like type it in the chat room. But oh, well. But you know His presence is right there As close as the next breath That comes out of our mouths His presence is right there And it's time that we As the body of Christ Acknowledge it Because we can't go out there And proclaim something that we don't know And that we don't believe Because then it just becomes words, And the world doesn't need words right now They need the demonstration of the spirit and power They need people whose hearts and lives Everything Is totally on fire, totally sold out, totally burning With the compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ time has come when many won't hold up to sound doctrine and people will be deceived and wanting to be deceived and which is a weird statement but it's ironically true um, and who will know the truth and who will be able to stand upon the truth except for those who have made knowing the truth their life and the truth being the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Anyway, I rambled long enough. Um this is Prayer International Radio. Our call in number, six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. If you need prayer for something, um please give us a call. And we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back.
1: Hear the. we mm-hmm.
3: All right, so I think we're live now. Praise God. All right, sorry about that. I'm getting used to the switchboard, and it got changed up on me a little bit. So if uh, if we're muted, let me know, and um, obviously we'll find out. So praise God. Okay. Well, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just lift up your people tonight, Father. We lift up those that are listening, Father, uh, via radio, via the Internet. Father, we pray for those that are on the telephone. Pray for those that are in the chat room, Lord. And, Father, for those around the world that are claiming and naming the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray, Father God, that you would move in a mighty way. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would cause us to watch and to see what you would say to us, Lord, that you would cause us to be watchmen on the wall. Father, that you're looking for intercessors to stand in the gap. You're looking for men and women who will take their place on the wall and begin to oversee and protect the people of the living God. That we will look down the road and and look and wait And see when our enemy is coming Just like those watchmen father That stood up in those watchtowers And they waited And when the enemy came from a distance They could see down the road They knew they were prepared Father you're calling your people to prepare You're calling your people to see Into the spirit realm Father you're calling your people To not be ignorant of the devil's devices To not be ignorant of the devil's schemes But father to Be informed You said your people perish for a lack of knowledge So Father we pray that you would Reveal your heart to us Reveal your knowledge to us Reveal your wisdom to us And Father we just pray in the name of Jesus Father That Lord most of all We would have an intimate knowledge of you We'd have an experiential Relational knowledge of you Father That Lord we would have a deep understanding Of who you are And we would know your ways Father you said That you'd not do anything in the earth unless you revealed it to your prophets first. Father, that you would speak to your people. That the secrets of the Lord are with those that fear you. So, Father, cause us to fear you. Cause us to reverence you. Cause us to have a holy respect for you, Lord God. And, Father, reveal your secrets to us. Keep us in that secret place of the Most High, Father, Keep us in that place where we can abide under your shadow, where you can overshadow us, Father. Your hand can overshadow us. Your love can overshadow us. Your presence and your peace can overshadow our lives. And, Father, we just pray that we could carry that presence. I pray for every person listening tonight that they would be carriers of your presence, carriers of your glory, carriers of your anointing. That, Father, you said it was the anointing that breaks the yoke, that it's your glory, Father God, that makes a difference. It's your mighty presence, Father, that makes the difference. That we're to be living epistles, Father, that walk in the demonstration of the Spirit's power, not in the wisdom of men only, not with the wisdom and enticing words. But, Father, you told us to demonstrate the kingdom, to demonstrate the gospel, that you would confirm your word with sons following So tonight, Father, we pray for every person listening. Lord, we speak a blessing. I speak a blessing over every person tonight that is listening, for their families. I pray for their spouses. I pray for their children tonight. Father, we pray for their parents tonight. Father, wherever they're at in their walk, Lord, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That, Father, heaven would invade the earth Where these men and women stand, every place that the soles of their feet tread, Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would send your presence, you would send your knowledge, you would send your glory, and it would cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Now, Father, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. I thank you that you're a good God, Jesus. I just declare that tonight before every person. I confess the Lord Jesus and confess you as being a good God. You're a God that is good. You give good gifts to your children. In fact, every perfect gift comes from above, and we thank you for it, Lord. The Father, we know you're a rewarder of those that diligently seek you, so, Father, help us to seek your face. Help us to pray. Teach us how to pray, Father. Teach us how to draw close to you. Teach us how to hear your voice. Teach us how to be sensitive to your spirit, Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for just being here and manifesting on the show and and just letting the people know that you're here with them. Lord, I know they feel your presence tonight. I know they experience your glory. Father, just touch them in a mighty way, whatever their concerns are. Just meet their needs, Father. Give them the desires of their heart. But, Lord, most of all, cause them to obey you and to do your will. Father, we just declare you're worthy, you're holy, and you're a good God. Praise you, Lord. We just praise you, Father. And I just want to read a scripture for those of you that are not in the chat room. we got Isaiah 52, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I'm just going to read them all right now. So Isaiah 52, 8 says, "Listen, your watchmen, lift up their voices. This is Rosemary for Jesus, put this in our chat room. I just want to read it. Uh, because it's on. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices; they shout joyfully together, for they will see with their own eyes when the Lord restores Zion. Break forth, shout joyfully together! You waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted. For the Lord has comforted his people; he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has barred his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. That the ends of the earth may see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart. Go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Touch nothing unclean. Go out of the midst of her. Purify yourselves who carry the vessels of the Lord. But you will not go in haste, nor will you go as fugitives, for the Lord will go before you. And the Lord God of Israel will be your rear guard. And the God of Israel will be your rear guard. That saying is, God's got your back. My wife says it like this all the time. God's got your back. If you're wondering what's going on in life, if you're wondering when the enemy is coming against you, listen, God's got your back. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. So watchmen, take your place on the wall. Watchmen. Lift up your voices. Watchmen, shout joyfully together. Watchmen, watch the Lord restore. And I'm just declaring what this word says. This is such a timely word. Thank you for putting this in there. You know, hey, listen. Shout joyfully together. The wasted places of Jerusalem. What's that saying? God says he raised up the wasted places and the former desolations. In fact, I'm going to get into Isaiah 61 tonight because I I wanted to go there last night, but we ran out of time. We had a caller call in, and we got a little carried away. But listen, God is saying he's going to take the wasted places, what what seems wasted and ruined in your life, what seems devastated and dead, what seems of no good or of no value. God has a way of making rivers in the desert. God has a way of, of literally making a way where there is no way, taking... Nothing and turning it into something Taking something impossible and making it possible See all things work together For the good And no matter what's going on in your life No matter what trial or tragedy No matter what trauma or stress Tribulation whatever you're dealing with God can use it To conform you into his image God can use it to mold you Into that man or woman of God Full of faith and power God will use it to bring glory to his name because he said he will He will give you beauty for ashes He'll give you beauty for ashes He can take a pile of ashes And make it beautiful I want you to focus on that so not As we read Isaiah 61 I want you to think about that I'm going to continue on uh, 53 Or 52 real quick uh, Just Touch on a few things then we're going to jump into 61 But it says The Lord has comforted his people He has Barred his holy arm on the side of all the nations That the ends of the earth may see the salvation Of our God God is calling all the nations God is calling all the nations To know him That they would see the salvation of God Listen This is the commandment of God for his people And I don't say this to be a legalist I don't say this to be a Whatever you want to call it, okay? But I say it because it's the word of the Lord. God is holy. God is righteous. And he wants his people to live holy and righteous. Listen to what he says. Okay, verse 11. Depart, depart, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing. Touch nothing unclean. Go out from the midst of her. Purify yourselves. You who carry the vessels of the Lord. Look, these people carried the vessels of the Lord. Look, you are the vessels. You you. see the glory, the treasure, the Spirit of God lives inside earthen vessels. The Spirit of God lives inside your earthly vessels. What am I saying? Inside of you, as much flesh as you are, as messed up as you could possibly be, God desires to dwell inside of you. God desires to transform you and to cause you to be a, a vessel of honor. But see, with that honor comes responsibility. And to whom much is given, much is required. To whom much is given, much is required. And if you're going to go high with the Lord, if you're going to go deep with the Lord, it's going to cost you something. You see, we want to think of Christianity as uh, it's not going to cost us anything because it costs Jesus everything. And although it cost Jesus everything, it cost him his death, it cost him his blood, it cost him pain, it cost him for his own friends to forsake him, his own father to have to turn his back on him when he was on the cross. It cost Jesus everything. It cost the father everything. He lost his only begotten son. But let me tell you something. There's a cost of discipleship. There's a cost to following Jesus. You can have Christianity and make it into heaven just by confessing the Lord Jesus and being washed in his blood. But if you want the will of God, if you want the blessing of the Lord, if you want the promises of God to come to pass and manifest in your life, God is going to require you to walk humbly with him. God is going to require that you draw near to him. God's going to require that you resist the devil and he will flee from you. God's going to require that you purify your hearts. you double-minded. See, God, there's certain things. See, God God says, love your neighbor as yourself. and But before that, you got to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. There's certain things that it's going to cost you to be intimate with God, certain things that it's going to cost you to have an anointing on your life. There's certain things it's going to cost you. When the Lord begins to lead you into those intimate places. When the Lord begins to lead you into those places of purpose and destiny in your life. There's certain things when you go before the presence of the Lord, you're not going to be able to come with. There's certain things when you step into your season, God's going to cut away the flesh. God's going to cut away things out of your life. So there's a cost discipleship there's a cost to intimacy But you know It's worth it See whatever you have to give up in this life Jesus said You'll be blessed for it If you give up houses and lands And mother, father, sister, brother Husband, wife, whatever you give up In this life Because you put the Lord first Whatever you give up, maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a geographical location. Maybe it's something you always want. Whatever you have to lay down in your life, listen. God promises double blessing. God promises double honor. See, the blessing of the Lord make it the rich and it adds no sorrow to it. And if you'll do things his way, you'll see his results. If you'll follow the ways of God and the ways of the kingdom, then you'll get God and you'll get his kingdom. It's just that simple. But about salvation being free, about this walk of God being free, I don't know about all that. I mean, yeah, it's a free gift, but it, it costs something. It really does. There's a cost to discipleship. The Bible says no man builds a tower without first considering the cost. You know, and if you're going to take up your cross and follow Jesus, if you're going to take up your cross and follow Jesus, you better consider what that really means. If you want the supernatural kingdom walk versus just to go to church on Sunday and have Sunday school walk, because there is a difference. Let me say that. And and I go to church. Okay, I I help minister in a church. I'm a pastor of prayer at a church. Okay, we we teach prayer and and have prayer meetings and have church. All about it. Love it. But let me tell you something. There is a difference between being a church goer and being a kingdom person. And see, God is calling us into his kingdom to be kingdom people, to be mm-hmm. believers, not just to be church attendants. See, there, there was Pharisees and Sadducees back in Jesus' day that had church down. They knew all about church. They knew how to do church. They knew when to say amen. They knew when to say hallelujah. But their hearts were far from God. And the fruit that took, that came out of their lives was so not like the fruit of the Spirit. And the issues that proceeded out of these people's hearts. Jesus knew what was in their hearts. So I would have nothing to do with them. He said, you guys are whitewashed sepulchers, whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. That's what he called the Pharisees. What am I saying? In the church and in Christianity, you're going to find all kinds of people. You're going to find modern day Pharisees and Sadducees, And then you're going to find true kingdom believers That have hearts after God And then you're going to find people that just came Straight out of the pit of hell That God touched them in their life And they're thankful, grateful, blessed people Because the Lord revealed himself to them But they don't know when to say hallelujah And they don't know when to say amen And they don't know when to sit, stand, kneel, or pray But you know what, all they know is They once were lost and now they're found All they know is, hey, I was sick and now I'm healed. And they have an encounter with the living God. And let me tell you something. The church, God's people, God's church, the real church, is about to be full of people that don't look right, don't smell right, don't talk right, don't think right. Because they just came out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And there comes a time when we have to discipleship people and teach them the ways of the kingdom and and show them the ways of the Lord. But see, the the trick is, and Jesus said this, he said to the Pharisees, you make these people twice the sons of hell as you are. Because of your tradition and religion, you nullify the power of God. And we have to be careful in our modern churches and in our home groups, our Bible studies, even our radio shows, that we don't start proselytizing people and turning them into whitewashed sepulchers, turning them into a bunch of religious, whatever you want to call it, but that we turn people to the heart of God. We turn people to the love of God. We turn people to the truth of the word and help them to encounter God's presence, encounter his spirit, listen to his voice, build a confidence and a trust and a faith in God, and then go forward in the things of God and fulfill God's plan for their lives. You see, if you're not at a place where you're hearing God for yourself and you're not doing God's will for your life, then you're missing out. If Christianity for you has been nothing but a man or a woman telling you out of a book or from a pulpit what to do and what not to do and just their perceptions of God, then you're missing out. But if your Christianity... Your Christianity is an encounter with the living God, and it bears fruit, and it reveals the heart and the nature of Christ. And you encounter his spirit, and you hear his voice, and you experience the blessing of the Lord, Well, then you come into the real deal. And there is a difference. There is a difference. But there's a cost. One of them comes with a cost. Like I said, you can go to church every Sunday and you can memorize every part of the Bible and it does not mean you're going to get to heaven. It doesn't mean you've been transformed by the Spirit of God. It does not mean that Christ is the Lord of your life. And on the flip side, you can have Christ be the Lord of your life and be filled with the Spirit of God and never step foot in the church. But God does command us to pray and God does command us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And so we encourage that. We encourage church. We encourage Bible studies. We encourage fellowship. I just want that to be said. I don't ever want to hear somebody said, we heard on Prayer International we don't have to go to church. We don't preach that at all. We have church every night of the week on the radio, but we still go to churches. So praise God. Anyways, hey, I don't want to keep going on after that. Let's do this. This is Prayer International Radio. We're about to break into a song. If you need to call in, the call-in number is 619-638-8458. Actually, we're about to get into the Word. Believe it or not, I haven't even got into the Word yet. Um, I haven't even started my teaching yet. I'm just kind of rambling. Holy Ghost rambling. I love it. If you need to email us, we're at prayerinternational at com. And the website is www.prayerinternational.org. We're going to go ahead and break for a song. And then we will get back into the word shortly. So praise God. And just appreciate y'all's patience. just to let you know that was Christ for the Nation's worship band from probably about five years ago. Uh, The lead singer on that one I think was Carrie Joby. I think she actually does some solo stuff now. Um, Rick Pino was also on there, Klaus. If any of you guys are familiar with any of their music, Rick Pino, Klaus, Carrie Joby, any of those. Uh, They were all actually doing that uh, song together. Uh, Since then they've kind of developed and, and done some other worship albums. But That was back, I think, when they were, like, teenagers going to Bible college. So, praise God. We just love that one, so we play it quite often uh, on the show and just really appreciate the anointing that's on it. So, anyway. So, yeah. Anyways. um, All right. So, what we're going to do, we're going to get into Isaiah 61. And uh then we're gonna wrap up the show, I and mean, then we kinda press for time here. seems to always happen like that, but um, yeah, so if everybody wants to see the old testament isaiah sixty one last night we shared a little bit out of sixty tonight we were in fifty three briefly uh Resume for Jesus was sharing a little bit on um, the chat room and I just we're ready to kind of go off on that but uh, let me say this okay isaiah sixty one says the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek and set me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all that mourn. Verse three to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise the spirit of heaviness, they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he, the Lord, might be glorified. And they shall build up the old waste places, raise up the former desolations, and repair the waste cities and desolations of many generations. Strangers shall feed your flocks. Sons of aliens shall be your plowmen and vine dressers. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord, and men shall call you the ministers of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, And in their glory shall you boast yourselves. For your shame you shall have double, and for your confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. We're just going to stop there. Actually, I guess I'll go ahead and read it off, and then we'll back up. So it says, for I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering, and I will direct their work in truth. I will make an everlasting covenant with them, and their seed shall be known among the Gentiles, their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them, that they are the seed which the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. And as a bridegroom decketh, herself with, decketh himself sorry, with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth the bud, and the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. All right, so here we go. Let's back up and let's break it down here. Isaiah 61. Look, the Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. And there's a reason the Holy Spirit is in and on the believers of God, and this is why. same reason he anointed Christ is the same reason he anointed you. The same reason he anoints you is the same reason that Christ, when Christ proclaimed this, he was actually just quoting this from Isaiah 61. But it's the same spirit That raised Christ from the dead That dwelleth in you So here's the spirit The spirit of the Lord is upon you Now I want you to put your name in there The spirit of the Lord God is upon me So I want you to say this over yourself This is why he's on you He's anointed you to preach Tidings unto the meek He's sent you to bind up the brokenhearted. hearted He sent you to proclaim liberty To the captives And to open the prisons to those that are bound Do you know anyone that's captive, anyone that's brokenhearted, anyone that's meek, anyone that's in prison? God sent you to set them free. God sent you to bind up their broken heart. God sent you to bring freedom to the captives. To proclaim, verse 2, the acceptable year of the Lord, to comfort all that mourn. Do you know anybody that's mourning? You need to comfort them. See, God will send you into people's lives to be a comfort, to be an example of his comfort, to be an example of his peace. See, you learn to comfort by the same Spirit you're comforted with. See, when you're comforted, and you can have empathy for those that need comfort, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, He enables you that same peace that passes all understanding can give you comfort and allow you to bring it to others. Verse 3 To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. There's the beauty for ashes. You have ashes in your life, things that were burned up, things that were destroyed. Things that don't look right. God wants to give you beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. God wants to give you joy. Everlasting joy. Joy unspeakable. The so garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Are you heavy? Are you downcast? Are you trodden? Are you depressed? Listen, start to praise. Start to praise Him. Start to praise Him. Start to worship Him. Learn to develop a lifestyle of worship and praise. Why? Because we come before his presence with singing. We enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. We enter his courts with praise. And God inhabits the praise of his people. And if you're going to get in God and he's going to get in you, you need to learn to give God praise, to wear praise like a garment, to put on the praise, put it on like a jacket, put it on like a coat, put it on like a blouse, put it on however you put on your clothes, but put on praise. Wear it. Let it shine from you. Why? So you can be called the tree of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified in you. Verse 4, God also wants to build up old waste places, raise up the former desolations, repair the waste cities. Are there things that are broken down in your life? Are there things that are wasted, that are desolate, that look like a total waste, not only for your generation, but maybe the one before you or the one that's coming after you? You just see a lot of wasted stuff in your life. Listen, God promises he's going to build it up. He's going to He's going to raise up something good out of it. He says, strangers shall stand and feed your flocks and sons. Of aliens shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. He's going to give people for you. People are going to want to bless you and do things for you. They're not even going to know why. Because the favor of the Lord is on your life. Because the anointing is on your life. Because the spirit of the Lord is on your life. God will cause even your enemies to be at peace with you. Verse 6, but you shall be named the priest of the Lord. Men shall call you ministers of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall you boast yourself. God is calling you priests unto him. God's calling you ministers. God wants you to learn to eat the riches of the Gentiles so that he can glorify himself in you. That's what the word says. I'm just declaring what the word of the Lord says. For your shame you shall have double. Do you have shame? God's going to give you double honor. God's going to give you double honor. Have you done things in your life you're ashamed of? Have you done things in your presence you're ashamed of? Listen, put it under the blood. Call out to him. Ask him to redeem and restore and reconcile. He'll give you double honor if you let him. Therefore, in their land they shall possess devil, everlasting joy shall be unto them. For I have the Lord love judgment, and I hate robbery. See, God loves justice. Justice. He hates robbery for burnt offering. But he will direct our work in treats, and will make an everlasting covenant with us. Verse 9 Their seed shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offspring, the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them. That are the seed which the Lord is blessed. See, if you're in Christ, people will begin to acknowledge you as the seed that the Lord is blessed. People will begin to acknowledge you as the seed that the Lord is blessed when they see the Holy Spirit within you, the Holy Spirit on you. Verse 10 says, "I will greatly rejoice in the Lord; my soul shall be joyful in my God." Be joyful, be joyful in your God. Clothe yourself in garments of salvation. Clothe yourself in garments of praise. Be covered in the robe of righteousness. God wants to deck you up with ornaments and with jewels. He wants to dress you up in His glory. God wants to cover you in His glory. For as the earth brings forth her blood and the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. See, so you reap what you sow. And if you'll take the seed of the truth of the word, you'll take the seed of the presence of God, the seed of the Spirit of the Lord. It'll produce a harvest in your life. It'll produce a fruitful harvest that you can eat the fruit of it, and others can partake of the fruit of it and can be nourished and enriched. So that's Isaiah 61. Hey, listen, we're going to get back into this tomorrow. It's coming up to 12 o'clock Central Time. We're wrapping it up. This is Prayer International Radio. And we will see you tomorrow night. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray your blessings upon every person tonight. Keep your spirit upon them. Open up their eyes and their ears to hear your voice and to see the way you see things. Father, we pray your will be done and your kingdom come in their lives. Let them go out with blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Prayer International Radio, and we will be back tomorrow night.